better way to get better at football than playing football. So Taylor's gonna finish it. I've always been confident in my abilities. I think you know I'm a guy that can go out there, and I always believe in myself that I'm gonna get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third, right end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it. Oh, what a! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Here's Jamal Lawrence, and I am Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Jamal, last episode, we we just we barely missed the, the schedule release. Didn't get to talk about it. What are some marquee matchups you, you saw? Anything that piqued your interest on the schedule? Let's talk about it. Yeah, make it quick for us. Uh, the first thing here is Jacksonville Jaguars starting the season off with a divisional opponent. And we know the Colts have been unsuccessful uh, at the home or at the opener since 2013. We have not won. We started off 0-1. And, 1, and I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys, but it's going to happen again. Uh, we're looking at a Jaguars team that's been firing on all cylinders. Dougie P's come down there. Turned that team around. They ended the the game, uh, their season with a nice win streak, won the AFC South out of nowhere. And the Colts have a new head coach, new defensive uh, or new offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, et cetera, players everywhere. All the recipes for things that we don't need going into a week one against an established team like the Jaguars, especially in a divisional round. I think we start off the season 0 1. Ooh, that's a lot to take in starting the season 0 and 1, but it has been a trend for us lately. We never win our home openers, but some optimism here. We we did beat the Jaguars at home last season. Um, you guys remember that Alec Pierce touchdown, uh, that that big throw. But you know what I saw in the first six weeks is we have four divisional matchups. You know, in those first six weeks, so again. We're going to be defined by what we do at the beginning of the season. So, you know, if we go 0 and 4 in those uh, in our division, it's it's a wrap. Let's let's start looking at uh some some draft <laughs> players. Um, the Week Nine matchup definitely is going to be awesome at Carolina Panthers. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm playing. I'm going to that one. Get the Frank Wright versus Shane Steichen. Um, Bryce Young versus Anthony Richardson. I I just think that's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, that is going to be a fun one. I'm pretty jealous you get to go to that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I need to see what day of the week that is. So that's on a Sunday, man. I may figure out a way to maybe sneak down there. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I definitely think the you know the those two or those three things are the the two big things. Excuse me, those two things are the big things. But the other big one that I've seen a lot of uh, Colts Nation and talking about on Facebook and Twitter and everything is the elephant in the room of the. No primetime games. You know, I think the the league made it clear that after they gave us two Monday night games and other primetime games last year that going on a four and 12, one in a season, you ain't going to get a chance to get those primetime games again. So we got to earn our respect back up there to get yeah. to that stuff. Um, <laughs> Put up 13 points in like four games. <laughs> in yeah, I think we we lost that. We got to we got to earn that back. Yeah. So it, we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting season. I, I kind of like the schedule itself. I think that we have some some cushion in there with some of these games. Like you said, I think it'll be interesting to see how our Division will be basically determined by week, I don't know, week nine fours or week seven fours. So that that'll be kind of hard to deal with. But um, you know, we just pick it up. We we know the Colts typically get rolling around the middle of the season. So hopefully, when we get rolling around that game four, game five point, we continue the uptick. We don't go down again. So yeah, let's hope. But now let's make some daring predictions for the Colts in twenty twenty three. We have three. Bold predictions for the Indianapolis Colts. Don't kill us for this, everyone. 
We're going to provide reasoning for each one. We really think these things can happen. Jamal, what, what's going to be our number one, our first up? Dun, dun, dun. Anthony Richardson will break the rookie quarterback rushing yard record. Mm. What is the rookie quarterback rushing uh, yard record, you may ask? RG3, Robert Griffin III, holds it with 815 yards on the ground. That is an incredible record. That's an incredible feat. That's a lot of yards. Most running backs still, I won't say most, a lot of running backs don't even get that in a season. So now enter Anthony Richardson, who, if he starts week one and plays every single game, only needs 48 rushing yards a game to crack that record. That seems doable, right? 48 rushing yards. Yeah, I, I think he can do that. He averaged 54 and a half rushing yards in college over 12 games last season. Plus, in college, getting sacked actually gives your quarterback negative rushing yards. We talked about this on our Will Levis episode because he had a lot of games where they were negative. Um, I, I've had people say, like, oh, he's he's trash because he has negative rushing yards. No, it's because he had a lot of sacks. His O-line was terrible at that time. So he, he was getting those negative rushing yards piling up. So that's 54 and a half yards a game, which includes negative rushing yards from sacks. Look. All I'm saying is Jalen Hurts averaged 50 rushing yards last season under that Shane Steichen offense. Why can't Richardson replicate that or do it at even a higher level? Record-breaking season incoming. You know, I, I, I'm glad you brought up the Jalen Hurts because I was going to talk about that. Talk about a man who had 165 rushes for 760 yards with an offense that was tailored to him last year. Again, Shane Steichen is in the building. I can imagine right now running the RPO with JT and Richardson in the backfield as a defensive lineman or as a linebacker, you got to commit early on or whether you want to take JT or take Richardson, that's a hard commitment. And I guarantee at any point if they try to take JT off that Richardson's going to take the wheels and just run, run for his life. Again, we have subpar O-line play again this year. He can, if the pocket starts collapsing, he can roll out and take off downfield. What if his reads aren't there? You know, maybe maybe the receivers aren't making their progression like they should. Guess what? He can take off. They're going to have to have somebody spying him the entire season as long as he's in the game. And I can guarantee you, I'm going to take Richardson 1v1 with a spy, spy linebacker or a walk down safety. I'm not worried about that. So I think he will 100% break this record, Eric. Not only that, first game he's going to be a quarterback, he's going to get over 100 yards rushing that game. Oh damn! We just that we game. just adding on to these bold predictions. Yes. <laughs> Holy, that, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. Yeah, I, I think I think he has it. I think he has what it takes, man. Uh, he can definitely do it, and I I I think that like kind of what we talked about before. I think it would be smart for Shane Sykin to build up his confidence with the with the run game. Not so much just him running, but just in general letting John the Taylor run. You know, or letting letting him run some. Just to understand, you know, get your feet wet and build confidence. He seems like a person who can build his own confidence himself. But I can imagine as someone who um, is known for not having the best accuracy there, you may not want to have to go out and try to make 30, 40 passes a game. So let him build some confidence. Let him run over a couple people and then say, welcome to the league. And then and then let him do his thing. But I think that uh, he has a great year rushing. Like I said, 100 yards first game for him. He's going to break that record, man. Yeah, I think establishing the run game is is going to be key for us early on in the season. We want to open up that passing game as much as possible for Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson or Sam Ellinger, you know, whoever's back there. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but 
I, I think we're, we're going to be defined by that rushing game. Can JT hold it down like he did two seasons ago? Is Anthony Richardson the dual threat quarterback we know he is? You know, things like that. So I think that is true. Um, yeah. What What's our second one, Jamal? Um, our second one here for us, where we're going to be talking about your boy, Isaiah Rogers Sr. Mm-hmm. earns his first Pro Bowl selection. Okay. But before we get into that, what should we talk about? We're going to talk about our new partnership with Manscaped. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's men's grooming with brand new bitch beard hedger. From a beard trim to have a fresh shave, technology behind the beard hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpets by going to manscaped.com and using cold Coltscast for 20% off and free shipping. Now, Eric, I know mine got here a little bit later than yours. I had a chance to use it a little bit last night. I'm really going to try to go go hard with it today. You know, got a little Mother's Day dinner and all that stuff today. So I'm going to try to make sure it's all clean. But as someone who's used a electric razor, uh, I should say my hair clippers, um, I, I got a feeling that this new electric razor is going to be next level because hair clippers just don't work the same. Um, it also comes with titanium coated blades that are tough on your hair, but smooth on your face, leading to a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art and a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and strong motor. Plus, uh, his trimmer is also waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink. So, get up 20% off in free shipping with code ColtsCast at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code ColtsCast. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Oh, yeah. So let's get right back into it, guys. Isaiah Rogers Sr. earns his first Pro Bowl selection. Jamal, I got to say, look, I question Gus Bradley's decision to keep this guy off the field as much as he did last year. I I was confused, but I think most of Colts Nation would agree that Brandon Faison was never that guy. I, I think every fan saw it, <laughs> and... I don't know. It was just mind-boggling. Now, Isaiah Rogers gets his chance to lead this cornerback group with Stephon Gilmore no longer there. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Rogers was really good last year. William Moy of PFF rated Rogers the most underrated player currently on the Colts entering the 2023 season. Moy stated out of 106 cornerbacks who saw at least 250 coverage snaps in 2022, Rodgers ranked fifth in terms of coverage grade and third by allowing just 4.9 yards per time he was targeted in coverage. Come on, guys. This man was a stud, and and we saw it. I didn't know he was that good, but (laughs) that's amazing. That's really good. Like I said, most Colts fans saw how much better Isaiah Rodgers was over Brandon Faison. Now he has a chance to earn his first Pro Bowl selection in a presumed starting role. I think he has a really good chance this season. Yep, I agree 100%. And it's, it's funny because I have, I have that same PFF article. Um, my notes are the exact same as yours. Um, Let me add in the stats and form. You know, like you said, he, he started nine games for us. Only had 15 he played. I shouldn't say only, but started nine and played 15. 34 tackles, one tackle for a loss, three passes defended, a forced fumble, four fumble recoveries during those games. Eric, I think like you mentioned, he's one of the most athletic players on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and that that comes out. And not only that, he's also he's also a special teams 
return specialist for us too. He can get out there and return the ball just to show how how quick he is. I think he had a, like he returned a 101 yard bomb for uh, his rookie year. Then he had a pretty decent size one um, seven, was like a 70 yarder last year, I believe it was, or maybe the year before that. Point is, is this guy can do it all for us. I mean, he's he's earned, he's made a name for himself, and now being for what it's worth, a vet on the team at the age of 25. I mean, he it's just his time to shine. He can step in again with the young cornerbacks that are coming in. Of course, we expect Juju to be a starter, uh, but he's going to have a chance to come in, you know, and and be in front of these uh, Darius Rush and these guys, and and kind of teach them the ropes and have a chance to excel his game even more. I, I think it's clear to say that his name is one that should be heard around the league a lot more than it has been. And I, I really think he has a chance to break out without having the pressure of a, of a Gilmore back there with him now. Um, so I, I, I really see a big year for him and he's going to, he's going to do what he has to take to get to that pro bowl selection. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the cornerback group. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, last year we saw in the safety group, it, it's not, it wasn't the highest player who got drafted for us. You know, and they cross after week two, he sat, he sat for the majority of the season mm-hmm. and Ronnie Thomas took over. So I think it's a, it's a good bet to say uh, Gigi Brents will start alongside on the other side, but you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people like Darius rush. We still have Dallas flowers. I don't know what's going to happen. So I, I, I do want to see what happens in training camp with that group. It'll be interesting. Oh yeah. Let's get to our third and last bold prediction for the Indianapolis Colts. Quiddy Pay earns his first 10 sack season of his career. Mm. I'll start this one off for us. All right. So, um, <laughs> Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay. Man, what a love hate relationship. I'm talking about what well, he was our, uh, he was our first round draft pick when he came out from Michigan. Quiddy Pay, we thought from the very beginning, we said this is going to be our guy to take us to elevate this defensive line at the defensive end spot to the next level. Um, I even talked about this last year for us, uh, right before the season started. I said, you know, an episode um, that having Yannick come in the door was going to be Quiddy Pay's reason to have a breakout season. I said it was going to be his 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 reason because we knew that Yannick had come. He was going to be coming into the Colts organization, averaging eight sacks a game or eight sacks a season. I'm sorry. Uh, eight plus acts a season. They're gonna have all the pressure on him. Quiddy Pay is gonna be have a chance to come off the edge on the opposite side and come in. Didn't happen for us. We know that Quiddy got injured, and that's been one thing about Quiddy that's been happening for him uh, since his rookie season, his rookie campaign. He got injured his rookie campaign, which I believe he still has six sacks that uh, that year, but he missed three games. And then last year, of course, we know he ended with I think four sacks, but I believe he missed seven games from that bum ankle. These things, man, they have plagued the Indianapolis Colts defensive line for for the past few years injuries 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 and it scared me man it really has scared me um you know i it, it makes me wonder what's causing it is it a nutrition issue is it trend conditioning is it poor technique is it dirty play from other teams or is it just the luck of the colts to have every single year someone who's supposed to be that guy have an injury you know that that just on the on the d-line especially um, so it's, it's a hard thing, man. It, it really has been a tough thing to watch over the past couple of years. But what I will tell you is that Quiddy pay, if he comes back healthy this year, I know he will get that 10. Um, we're, we're talking about a guy who's going to flourish because not only now do we have, you know, Yannick is no longer with us. We have Samsung, I who had less sacks than 
than what Yannick had. But as a better run defender, I think it's going to open up the door for Quiddy Pay on, on the backside to really come in and, and make a name for himself. Kind of hit that trajectory like he was doing his rookie season where he was going up, up, up until he uh, had the injury. Because if he managed to still get four sacks after missing seven games last year and he managed to get six after missing three the year before that, I don't see why there's not a chance for him to get the 10. Uh, he, he's 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 developed now. He's He's a vet for what it's worth, his third year in. It's his turn to finally take off and flourish. But that means he has to be in the room, in the weight room, and in the film room, training and grinding all, all season long to get better, to be the best he can be. Because at this point, it's up to him. You know what I mean? I feel like the tools have been given to him. Now you just got to go out and execute, which I know he can. We've seen him week in and week out. I know he can. He makes an impact when he's on that field. So I do think he's going to come in. And Eric, not only is he going to get 10, I think he'll end, the, he'll end it with 11. He'll end it with 11. I mean, I'm going to bump him up one more. Breakout year for him. Why, <laughs> why are you going to give him that 11? What made you give him what made you give him a lot? He's gonna get two. He's gonna get two halves in there, so that's gonna give him the extra he uh, needs. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Injuries have held this man back because he, he he was on the right path like very early on in the season because he he had six sacks in twelve games, ten tackles for a loss too, which by the way is is third on the team behind Zaire and Buckner, who played seventeen games. Um, solid run defender, unlike Ngakwe. Anyway, pay I think. I, I think he's going to earn that first double-digit sack season if he stays healthy. That That's the key. I, we always say that with a lot of players on our team, if he stays healthy. I hate saying that. Mm -hmm. But it's true. Like We have talent. And I think there's, third time's the charm. He'll be entering his third NFL season. He's improved since his rookie season, and I believe that arrow keeps pointing upward. Um, he's he's our best edge rusher now. Like We we. He's got to kill it this season. He's got to stay healthy too, and I, I, I really think he, he's on that trajectory up for a breakout season. Yeah. Again, I think all the all the chips are there. Yeah, you know, everything's in the pot. And you know what? I really think too. That's another another thing that'll help boost him up, guys. Like I've said a hundred times over again, the morale is different in that building. It, it really is. I don't care how you want to slice it. When the morale is different, players are going to play harder. They're gonna they're gonna give a little bit more each and every time. The new coaching staff is here. Um, even though we may not be having a lot of change on the defense side of the ball, you know, Gus still being the the DC and everything, people are excited. The players are excited for what's to come for the Colts. You know, they're excited to see because I know I know the defense has to expect the offense is gonna take this thing up another notch this year. So they're they they're gonna have to hold their own, which we know they did a, you know, a good job last year for what it's worth for what they could do, you know. Um, so I think that with that being said, it will elevate his game to another level. I mean, he, he only has to get better from here. All right. I agree. I agree. That morale is different. I can't wait to see it come week one, man. Look, that's that's our three bold predictions. May not be as bold as you expect, and I at least see at least two of these hitting. Oh, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. That That's our big bets for the season, our bold predictions. That's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.